0: You're listening to 23 Jungle Tales on the Sports Objective. Between now and opening day, we will talk to 23 former Pirate baseball players about their path to East Carolina, their time in the purple and gold, and what they're up to now. Now let's talk Pirate baseball. Welcome into the Sports Objective, 23 Jungle Tales. Our series rolls on as East Carolina baseball's opening day is approaching very quickly. And uh, right now, we're very excited to be joined by a guy who just concluded his pirate career a little less than two years ago. Welcome in West Columbus High School product, Trey Benton. Trey, we appreciate your time this afternoon. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely. We appreciate you coming on the program to take Take a look back at your East Carolina career, and uh, let's just start off, um, take us back to, I guess, 2014, 2015, when you were playing at West Columbus, a very successful high school career there. Um, Obviously, baseball in the eastern part of the state is so, um, so um, just very, very good. And so so just talk about uh, your path from West Columbus High School and your, your recruitment and what made you settle on Cliff Godwin's program here in Greenville
1: yeah so um yeah i went to west columbus um over in columbus county you know all the high schools around here are 1a um you know turner brown went to uh whiteville which is 2a now but it was 1a for the first i think the first three years of my high school career um and you know everybody looks at 1a and think you know oh you played an easy conference but i I think our conference could have played up with some 4a conferences because we it was really strong i mean we have I mean, you look back, we had um, Eric Jenkins get drafted second round. Mackenzie Gore went first round. Uh, He's had a kid this past year go uh, fifth round. Um, There's a lot of draftees out of this this county and uh, a lot of guys that go play D1 college ball. Um, So it's a strong baseball um, county. And uh, the town I'm from, Cerro Gordo, North Carolina, is uh, only 200 people here. Um, Very small town, but a lot of baseball comes out of it. you know, there's not much, um, and they're pretty good at basketball. They're not very good at football, but you know, they're always pretty good at baseball, um, and that's that's kind of like the center of the town is when when baseball season's going around is um, everybody's out and watching. Um, so, yeah, I, um, you know, I graduated in 2016. So, uh, you know, my sophomore year, um, you know, obviously hit a growth spurt, Um you know, started throwing the ball a little bit harder as, you know, you start to get a little bit older, get a little bigger, start throwing a little bit harder. Um, and started playing with the dirt bags uh, right after my sophomore season. Um, you know, both my parents went to East Carolina. So, when I started uh, pitching well enough where I thought I could go play D1 baseball, you know, obviously um, East Carolina was a place that would be cool to go play at. Um, and I remember um, it was uh, – probably the end of my summer season with the dirt bags, uh, my first year. And I guess that was, uh, let's see, that would have been in 2014. Um, and then I went up to Trey Daly at one of the tournaments, and I said, hey, man, you need to get me hooked up with East Carolina because um, I, I want to go play there. Um, and uh, he said, all right, let me, let me go talk to uh, Roselle. I think, I think Roselle was at the game that we were playing at. I wasn't pitching, but Roselle was there. And I think uh, Trey Daly went and talked to him. said I, want, I was uh, interested. And that same tournament I, I pitched, I think, a day or two later. And Coach Palumbo was the first guy to see me. Um, and he came out and saw me. I threw pretty well. Um, and he might have saw me one more time. And he told uh, he told Coach Galwin to come see me and when we played a week or two later in Fort Myers um and i got on the phone with coach gowan before i believe i just talked to him told him i was interested and uh played at fort myers two weeks later i think and um we were playing a team and it had just downpoured rain uh the night before uh i got out there and was pitching on a you know soaking wet mound coach gowan was there um pitched really good i think i went four perfect innings. um and after the game, I remember, uh, I think right after the game, we were getting in the team van to go back to the hotel. And uh, coach, my coach, Andy Parton, said, hey, uh, Coach Godwin wants you to give him a call. And um, so I, I called him right when we got back to the hotel. Um, and I was actually rooming with uh, Matt Bridges and Cam Colmore because I was playing up on the uh, – or they were playing down with us because they were a little bit younger for their grade. And I remember I was in there, and they were both committed to ECU. And I got on the phone with Coach Guy, and he was like, "Hey, man, look, I, you threw really good today. But what I was impressed with was how you got out there and pitched on a sucking wet mound. I didn't see you make one excuse, and you battled through it, and you, you had really good stuff. And I want to get you on, uh, get you on campus, and offer you a scholarship. And um, you know that was a very exciting. You know, Matt Bridges and Cam Colmore were excited too because we we're good buddies in." And, um, you know, I got on campus with Coach Galwin and, you know, he's he's a really intense guy. And a lot of people who have uh, – even uh, my brother who, you know, isn't there anymore, he's at UNCW now, but he had – I think he had more scholarship money from Carolina. But when he got on a visit with Coach Galwin, it was just night and day and he committed to Coach Galwin and them. It's just the way Coach Galwin presents himself and how he – his mindset and the culture that ECU baseball has, you know, you just can't turn it down. And, um, I but anyways, I got on campus, had the visit, committed right on the spot. Um, I think uh, I want to say I was the second commit right behind Packard. Um, and, you know, after that, you know, obviously finished my high school career, had um, my senior year, really made a big jump. Um, started throwing, you know, low 90s, touching mid 90s um, and uh, had the opportunity to sign out of high school um, and turn that down because, you know, we made a commitment with Coach Galwin. We had a number set. And if we didn't get that money, then we were going to go to ECU. And we got right under the the dollar figure. And we uh, me and my dad, my mom sat down. And we were like, look, I think we need to go to college because, you know, when you're, 17, you know I hadn't turned 18 yet. Um, there's a lot there's still more growing up to do and it's um, i'm I'm very happy that I went to ECU because the way coach Galvin runs the program there and how he teaches you to be not just a great baseball player but a great human being and a you know a future great father and businessman um, you know it, it's it's a makes a big difference in you and I can I can tell a big difference in how I was out of high school. How I am now, Um, just with the the growing up he helped me do there. Um, So you know, ECU baseball, the the culture there is just incredible. Um, You know, it's all about toughness, Um, and uh, we can get more into that later um, when we keep going. But uh, you know, the things you do there are different than other places, and um, you know, you have to be different to play there because you got to have the toughness to uh, come in there and. You know he's not going to give it to anybody just because you're a bigger recruit or uh, just because uh, he likes you better than somebody else. It's all about how your work ethic is and how you per- can perform under pressure. There, so yeah, I- I'm very happy that I chose East Carolina because it- it's made a big difference for me.
0: Yeah, Trey, that's something we'll cir- circle back around to later on for sure. As far as Coach Godwin and you um, know Coach Palumbo and that coaching staff and preparing you guys and not only to win baseball games but just life um, but you know the pirates had won won a regional in uh, 2016 and de- defeated uva up in charlottesville and gone to the supers um just 90 feet away from omaha uh, so close to to going to the college world series so um, the program was uh, really cook and when you were coming in and uh, we were uh, preseason number six in the country but and just talk about before we get to that 2017 season just talk about what it was like making that transition from high school to um, college baseball and you kind of alluded to it a little bit already but talk about the fall of 2016
1: yeah so um i mean before you get to east carolina i think everybody knows that it's going to be tough um but you don't realize it until you get there that it's uh you know it's it's the real deal and um you know, before you get there in the summer, you know, most people tell you, hey, you need to make sure you're in shape, you need to make, you need to make sure you're ready to roll, because it's going to get real when you get there, um, so before I got there, you know, obviously, I was doing some some hard workouts that I thought were hard, um, and some, you know, con- some conditioning and stuff to get ready, but when you, when you show up on campus, it's a different animal, and, um, you know, we got there, and Started working out. I think it was you know my freshman class with the you know the JUCO transfers we had that year, and we had a pretty good amount of uh, upperclassmen there to kind of lead us through it. Um, I think Cruz was there. Um, Bryce Harmon. No, I don't think Bryce Harmon was there. There, there were there were Harry a lot of Tyler and uh, Charlie. Yeah, Eric Tyler was there. Charlie was there. Um, I can't name every one of them off the bat, but there was a good amount of seniors and juniors there. Um, and, you know, right off the bat, you start running, uh, running those uh, stadiums in the boneyard and, uh, uh, you know, the mission week, you know, every week is a challenge. And um, it's all about just getting tougher. And, you know, I think that's, that's a big reason why I think we compete with SEC teams, um, even though we are not in the SEC. Uh, because we, you know, we train to be tougher than you, and when we go play teams like Ole Miss and uh, Mississippi State, and we play South Carolina, I think, uh, I think we we're not intimidated at all by the SEC on their, on the side of their jersey because we've been through a lot harder than they have, I think. And um, you know, I think the the workouts give us a lot of confidence that we know we can get through that, and we know we can we can beat those teams.
0: In that 2017 season, like I said, on such high expectations, and uh, uh, so you found yourself on the back end of the weekend rotation, um, and you started 14 games, and right off the bat, um, top eight matchup between East Carolina and Ole Miss down at Swayze Field in Oxford. Um, just talk about that, um, you know, your first taste of Division One baseball uh, being against number eight Ole Miss at uh, Swayze Field, like I mentioned, in front of nearly 9,500.
1: Yeah, um,
0: that, that was the uh, – it was actually – I think it was pretty a, a
1: good thing for me because it just uh, – it broke dice real quick. Um, you know, you, you go to throwing – I mean, you go from throwing uh, inter-squads at ECU and, you know, I think, you know, purple-gold, you probably have, you know, 500 fans. And you now I hadn't ever played in front of over, you know, maybe 500 to 1,000 fans before – um and then, you know, my first start was on that Sunday game at Ole Miss and there was uh you know, I think there was about 9,000, nine thousand ninety-five ninety five hundred, like you said. Um, and it was uh it was a big punch in the mouth early because um, you know, I don't think I didn't have a very good start. They had a pretty good beginning to my start, but then that second inning, um you know, it, things kind of sped up a little bit. And then, you know, Coach Galwin isn't going to, you know, hit their first start, Coach gowan isn't going to let a freshman go out there and just rot out there. So, um, yeah, it was a good start to my uh, career there because it really showed me, you know, what college baseball is about when you get to the nitty-gritty. Um, and uh, that, that was a real fun time. You know, I think that helped our freshman class um, a lot because it was a a, a real big atmosphere there. And um yeah it was it was a lot of fun because you know that uh it's, it's pretty similar to ECU. I mean their student section out in right field was was heckling us the whole time we were in the bullpen um during BP um so uh, it kind of helped with kind of helping get uh, tuning things out a little bit more. And you know when we got back to ECU and the, and the fans were um, for us uh, and the atmosphere was about the same uh it was a lot easier to play in
0: yeah no, no doubt about it so a very similar atmospheres obviously more more fans and there in oxford but unlike cliff godwin said after the 2019 regional um even though um there may be larger crowds none are more passionate and into the ball game than um, pirate nation for sure yeah. so um what are some memories of yours um in addition to that old Miss series um from your freshman year that really stand out? I know you you pitched 21 excuse me 21 71 innings and uh, you had a team high 74 Ks. Yeah, so
1: um you know right after that old Miss game um I, I sat down with coach Gawin and coach Gowan kind of gave it to me a little bit. Say, "Hey, look, we're going to you're going to be one of our guys, so you got to get in the uh you got to have the confidence every week to go out there and um execute pitches and um you know that that talk with him really uh set my mind straight and to say hey there's no um you know not trying to do too much just go out there and you know try to help the team win every time and um my next out and the first time I pitched ECU was and I had a really good game. I think it was uh like uh five five or six innings maybe I had like ten K's and um then from right there I started pitching really good. Uh uh you know probably there's a stretch where i pitched really good for a while um and then you know i think right in the middle to the the back end of the season you know it kind of hit a wall because you know it's actually the first time i've pitched that much in a season and you know it's you know it's every weekend you know you're getting it's every weekend's the same thing so you get into a routine and then uh, when you get in that routine, sometimes you can get beat down through a season a little bit and your body starts wearing down and, um, but, uh, you know, then started going through a little rough patch and, uh, so that, that freshman year really taught me, um, that I needed to get more physical, getting a more into better shape where I can, uh, last a whole season and, you know, kind of get better as the season goes on instead of fading, um, but yeah I think that was a uh, I think that was a big um a big thing my freshman year because we uh you know we we played those we, we got into a uh oh are you on there you on there bub?
0: Hey, can you hear me? I got you now. Just g- give me just one moment. Okay. All right, now now we're good. Sorry, yeah. I don't know what was going on there, having some connectivity issues, but uh, maybe the last fifteen seconds uh, we lost you. Okay. Um. So. Uh, yeah,
1: but I, th- I think that, that freshman year really helped with um, showing, you know, how, how things needed to be done in the future. Um, my freshman year compared to my sophomore year and my junior year, there was a big difference with how the team, you know, gelled together. Uh, my freshman year, it was more of the freshman and – or the freshman kind of hung out together. And then, you know, the seniors and juniors kind of hung out together. And it wasn't so much of all together as it was my sophomore and junior year because my sophomore and junior year, the whole team was close the whole year. You know, there wasn't any, like, seniors hanging out with only seniors, freshmen with only freshmen. It was, you know, senior takes a freshman out to eat and, you know, get to know them better and – the team just got along a lot better, and we were close. I mean, my sophomore year and junior year were the, the closest I've ever been with teammates, and um, it, it was a real fun time. That's the, I think that's the biggest difference um, between those my freshman year and then my sophomore junior year was just with how the team was close together, and we held each other accountable to get it done each day, and it helped in the long run.
0: Yeah, like coach Godwin said, as disappointing as it was that 2017 season and I'm um, nearly making that run through the conference tournament and coming up just shy of falling to Houston in the championship game, he said he really thought in hindsight um, it was a kind of a blessing in disguise because it allowed us to get our program where we, where we needed to as far as our culture.
1: Yeah, that's uh, you hear that from coach Godwin all the time is that Um, At the time in the conference tournament, obviously we wanted to win that game because, you know, we would have won that game, we would have made a regional. Um, But, you know, when you look back at it, you know, how things went, um, if we would have won that game, went on to a regional, possibly won a regional, went to a super, nobody would have looked back and saw that how we did things was not right that year. And, um, you know, it helped us learn from it. And, um, you know, that next fall, the next year was tough. You know, he coach Gowan was on us a lot harder. Um, and I think it paid dividends in the end because we were all tougher. We were all closer together. There was more of a team bond. Um, and, uh, in the end it was, it was a lot better. So.
0: So in 2018, your sophomore year, you, you had kind of a split role. You started off the year in the rotation, and then uh, I guess toward the end of April, uh, you shifted over to uh, a relief role. So so just talk about your sophomore year and uh, your, your memories of that.
1: Yeah, um, so my fall of my sophomore year uh, really pitched good. Me and Jake really pitched good. Um, I think it was a toss-up. For who could have been Friday night starter, um, and I came out of the gates pretty hot. Uh, I I had that that Carolina game was a big game for me. Um, you know that's probably the, the best game I've ever pitched, honestly. Um, and you know I had a good run the beginning of my uh, sophomore year. Uh, hit a, hit another bump. Hit you know started you know started getting hit around a little bit more. You know my pitches weren't playing as good as they were early in the year. Um, and then went to coach Gowan and he said uh you know he said i think you got too much pressure on yourself we're going to move you to the bullpen to um see if you can take the pressure off yourself and just come in and execute pitches and um you know went to the bullpen um first time out was against houston uh runners on third uh, second and third with one or no no outs or one out um and I remember I just came in with a different mindset of just you know I'm going to beat you and um, you know I'm you're not going to hit me I'm I'm going to give you my best stuff and I'm gonna, I'm just going to make every pitch I'm going to execute every pitch and I'm just going to help us win, and that ended up helping me a lot and it changed my mindset on the mound a lot. Um, I was I was a lot more effective. Uh, my pitches were playing uh, better because I was more aggressive, um, and then. At, at the time, you know, after coming off of the rotation into the bullpen, I wasn't pitching that good, so I didn't have all the confidence. The uh, Coach guy would not have all the confidence in me at the time, and then I just slowly started to earn back his trust. Um, he would bring me in in situations, um, you know. I feel like he would always bring me in when there were bases loaded or second and third with no outs or one out, and I would just make pitches and find a way to get out of it. So I was like the uh, – I turned into, like, the uh, – I don't know what you'd call it, like the uh, the tight situation guy. Um, and then went over to kind of like a closer role. And, um, you know, we have we had a lot of good arms in the bullpen. So, it was just kind of – it kind of started to get where it was just all about the matchups. And, you know, if there were lefties – if there were a lot of lefties, they would bring Ron Ross in or – you know, I think uh, actually Jake was in the bullpen with us too. So, Jake or um, Ryan Ross would come in for lefties and then me or uh, Volv or Sam Lanier. And, yeah, this feels like forever going out. But, uh, yeah, but we, we would just come in based on the matchup and pitch really good at the end of my um, sophomore year. So, it was a good end. I, I liked how my sophomore year ended. Um, it was a lot, a lot better ending than my um, – my freshman year based on my performance.
0: Yeah, you mentioned two games that I made a note to to um, ask you about. Um, first, we'll, we'll start with that that tremendous outing. You had six innings against the number six Tar Heels at Clark McClare Stadium. Um, the only run you allowed was unearned, and you surrendered just two hits in those six frames, 11 strikeouts and not a single walk, and um, just 89 pitches to do it. That's one of those, uh, you know, if it's a little bit later, in the year where you have more pitches under your belt, more innings of work, and that you, you probably go a little bit longer in the game. But uh, you definitely uh, had it going that night.
1: Yeah, that was – I was actually just talking about that game um, – talking about that game yesterday uh, because I just remembered how every pitch I threw it was – I was just executing every single pitch. And you know, I don't know how I was dotting up that that game, but I was putting every pitch wherever I wanted to. And obviously it was a big rivalry game. Um, I was, I was jacked up and ready to go Um, and start off the game, you know, the crowd, that was the, uh, the, in my opinion, well, that's the most electric Clark leclerc has been when I pitched there um, when I had a start and um, it was just, you know, throwing in the bullpen before the game. There were tons of people out there in the jungle and it was, you know, um, I had butterflies the whole time. I was I was real nervous. That first inning just kind of got my feet up under me, um, and then as the game went on, I just kind of got more aggressive and just kept going at him. And uh, I was actually throwing a sinker then. I was throwing my sinker ball then. Uh, now I, I just go four seam um, because my ball rides a little bit. But um, I was throwing sinkers, and that they just could not hit the sinker. And I remember when I went in the the dugout um, after the six or after. It was after the fifth or after I came out in the sixth. sixth um, I told them you need to bring uh, Smitty and Todd Smith because they're gonna they can't hit the sinker and Smitty's got a good really good sinker. Um, and you know Smitty came in and shut the door for those last three innings and that was uh, that was a good feeling going uh, them coming to our place and you know it was a tight pitchers duel and us beating them out it, that was a really good feeling that was probably my uh, favorite moment. Other than winning the regional, that was my favorite moment in college um, because uh, just how we pitched that game and how crazy the atmosphere was um, and how how well I performed um, in a big environment in a rivalry game. So,
0: Yeah, it was definitely a regional or super regional-like atmosphere. That was a lot of fun. I know uh, Coach Godwin and um – uh, obviously, Coach Fox has retired now, but hopefully uh, Coach Godwin and Coach Forbes um, will may be able to make that happen as far as one in Greenville, one in Chapel Hill, and then one in Durham or, or wherever. Yeah. That, and that was a, a tremendous, um, tremendous weekend of baseball, for sure, and excellent for not only college baseball as a whole, but specifically within the state of North Carolina. But... Uh, and, and then that other the relief outing against Houston that you talked about, you went three and two-thirds and six Ks in those uh, 11 outs you recorded uh, in shutout relief, and, and that was one that was definitely um, sticking out in my mind as well. But just talk about, and you already talked about the closeness and just the team chemistry um, throughout your sophomore and junior seasons. So, so just talk about having the opportunity to host regionals uh, in, in those years
1: yeah the the regionals were a lot of fun um you know i think you know if we could go back to it um you know i I wish that rain wouldn't uh uh, came up on my sophomore year when you know agnes was shoving against wilmington had that long delay and then they just put up nine runs and went in and you know i wish we'd go back to that because i think maybe we could have uh won that regional and that could have been our year because I, I, I don't really know which which team was better um, my sophomore year, junior year, because we, we were really good both years. Um, but uh, it was a lot of fun to host a regional, you know, to have the teams come to your place and to know that you're, you know, you're one of the top 16 seeds and they're coming in and they know, they already know what kind of atmosphere that it's going to be there. Um, and then, you know, when I still get chill bumps thinking about it, the first game against Wilmington, when we ran when they ran out on the field and um the crowd was loud i mean it was awesome that first that first game against UNCW was uh, that was probably one of the best besides the championship game against Campbell that was a crazy atmosphere too i think the Campbell uh game in the championship when we beat them when Gavin started that was the that's probably the best atmosphere i've seen there it was just uh you know i was uh you know i had i had Tommy Johnson, I was, um, I had my arm in a brace, and me and Lane Hoover and Smallwood were kind of hiding in the locker room, and uh, but while everything was starting up, and then as soon as the game started, we'd come out and sit in the dugout because they had the rule about how many guys could be in the dugout. But I just could hear it under the stadium how loud it was, and you know that that's the stuff you remember. That's the stuff you go talk to people about when you get into pro ball about how crazy the atmosphere was at ECU, and they all agree with it. The guys that went and played there, you know, I had a roommate from um, UNC, and then I had a roommate from South Florida, and both of them always talk about, you know, how crazy it was when they when they got to play there.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And, uh, and, you know, just talk about Coach Dan Roselle. Of course, Coach Roselle moved on to the uh, University of Kentucky, but um, talk about him as a pitching coach and um, your development under his tutelage
1: yeah um, coach Roselle is a big part of me growing up too I think um, he helped me a lot with um, you know when I came in I you know my senior season of high school I just figured out how to throw a little bit of gas and I got in there and he said hey look you're not going to come in and be jerking your head and trying to throw as hard as you can you know here you're gonna be you're gonna be dotting up on the you know, on the black and you're going to be, um, executing pitches. It's not, you, you know, they had a hard time with me because I always wanted to look up at the radar gun, see how hard I was throwing. And they uh, shut that down really quick, uh, especially, uh, well, both Godwin and Rosell shut that down real quick. But, you know, Roselle really taught me how to, uh, how to be a pitcher. Um, I came in as a thrower, Coach Rosell taught me how to be a pitcher. Um, and he helped me with my routines a lot better than, than they were coming in. Um, and uh, you know, I th- I think I take the stuff the stuff that he taught me. He he taught me a lot more about pitching than anybody else. Um, just how to attack hitters, how to be aggressive. Um, so I'll be forever thankful for him because uh, he was he was a very big part of my career at ECU. You know, helping helping me grow up and becoming a better pitcher.
0: One of the things a tremendous asset for you was your command. You always had an excellent strikeout to walk ratio. You know four and five to one, um, but talk about you know Coach Roselle and Coach Godwin. It seems like I recall at times, you, you know, almost saying that uh, we need him to throw some more balls.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think that hurt me a little bit sometimes. You know, Roselle helped me with my um, command a lot. Um, you know, I think the first bullpen I had there um, was, uh, I think, the end of your bullpen. You just got to throw 10 strikes right down the middle, It's just little things like that that helps Um, just becoming a better pitcher and commanding the zone because the hitters are better and they're not going to chase as much as they do in high school. Um, So you got to know how to, you know, where to put your pitches and how to, you know, be able to go to them and put them exactly where you want whenever you want to. Um, But, you know, I did – I think sometimes um, I would get to where I was filling up the zone a little too much, and I think that was the case – um, probably more so my sophomore year than my uh, freshman year. But it happened in both years. I think um, I was throwing the sinker my sophomore year. And, you know, really that thing at the beginning of the year, especially the Carolina game, it had so much downward action that uh, Washer, every single time he would give me the horns, which means right down the middle. So I would um, I would aim down the middle and just, you know, sink it right down to try to get a swing and miss or just try to square him up every time. And then I had some games where that sinker kind of flattened out. And, you know, unless, you know, Coach Rosell standing right behind me and can see what it's doing, you know, he's calling right down the middle and I'm throwing a little, you know, throwing a home run pitch. So it's uh, – I think that's, those are the games when it would flatten out and I would be filling up the zone too much. Those are the games where I got hurt and um, some games where I could – you know, should have, could have gone back and um, looked at it and said, you know, I needed to uh, play around with outside of the zone a little bit. Um, But another thing at ECU is, you know, you're not, you're not going to walk batters. Um, You know, we're, you know, we pitch aggressive at ECU. So, you know, we're going to be the dominator over the hitter. So, um, uh, you know, so, so that's the thing about it. I think Sometimes I was too in the zone and got hit around a little bit. So uh, yeah, I guess that answers your question a little bit.
0: Earlier in the conversation, Trey, we talked about Coach Godwin and the program's commitment to you know to being a a total program and developing the student athlete in all areas of life. You know the acronym Pirates. uh, Reading Keith Eclair's book on coaching third. um, You know you know everything with all the academic support. you know, three three point four GPA or higher for what at least five or six consecutive semesters now for the program. So, so just talk about all those aspects. You've already touched on um, mission week, but on uh, some of those others I just mentioned.
1: Yeah. So, um, one thing Coach Guy was really serious about is you know your school. Um, you know, I had a tough time with school, just staying on it and being, you know, being very uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm blanking uh diligent yeah being yeah being diligent with your time because you know obviously in the season is tough when you're uh you know you'll fly out on a thursday miss class thursday friday um then you're playing on the weekend and then you know usually get home real late on sundays uh sunday night you know usually midnight or after so uh it's tough when you get in the season because the you know you miss a lot of class Um, you know, and you're thinking about playing baseball a lot more than you are in the fall, because you know, a lot of times if I'm in class on a Friday and I'm pitching that Friday night, I I was not locked in at all for class, so I was only thinking about my game plan for that night, um, and you know that's where Coach Gallen really uh, pushes you to make sure you're um, talking to your teachers, getting close with your professor professors. And um, making sure when you have time and you're not playing, you're you know you're meeting with your professors, going over things you've missed, and in um, study hall, and you know figuring out how to you know get the highest GPA that you can get, um, and and I think that's why he ha- he has so much so much success with uh, uh, grades during the season, especially there because he makes sure he's meeting. Because when I go in the office with Coach Gowen um, during the season, I'm just I'm not just meeting about, you know, how I'm pitching. I'm meeting with, you know, how's my personal life going, how's school going, how's baseball going. You know, it's, it's the whole thing. Um, so he does a really good job of that. And, you know, the culture there is to be excellent with everything you're doing at all times. So it doesn't matter if you're, you know, playing, you're going to be excellent with, your routines and how you're doing things in school. You're going to be excellent with, you know, how you communicate with your professor and how you do your work and um, all that good stuff. And I think in the end, it, it makes a big difference because it teaches you that all things kind of play together to help you become you know, who you really need to be.
0: And everything that you went through, I'm sure, has um, prepared you tremendously for your minor league baseball experience. Um, unfortunately, you know, things last year were, were really, uh, really um, shut down before they ever got started. Unfortunately, but uh, so just talk about going in the 15th round to the Cleveland Indians. You know, and coming off the injury that you had already referenced early in the conversation, and um, and just tell us about your professional career thus far
1: yeah so um so when i let's see so the middle of my junior year you know i had a little rough patch at the beginning but um i started pitching really well started figuring it out stowing harder my stuff was playing really good um me and my agent were in contact and he was saying he was getting some you know some scouts out some some uh, cross checkers and stuff to come see me because i was starting to uh, starting to tap into my best potential. Um, and, you know, right about that time, you know, starting at CNCW at home, uh, throwing really good and then threw a change up and hit the batter, uh, picked off right after and I felt it immediately in my elbow. Um, and you know, hope I was hoping it was just tightness or something because it wasn't like a, wasn't like a pop or anything, but it was a tightness through my whole arm and, you know, got with. Womack and uh, worked with him, did some treatment for a few days. Uh, went to see the doc. Um, and he said, we need you need to go get an MRI just to make sure. Went got an MRI and saw a little, we had a slight tear, um, but I didn't think it was big enough. Well, the doctor didn't think it was big enough to need surgery. You know, we were hoping it was just going to be a PRP injection, um, which would only be, you know, five or six months uh, until you're playing again. But uh went down to Florida to Dr Andrews. uh we did another MRI there with the contract or the dye in my arm um and he saw uh the the tear was a little bit worse than we thought at first, so he wanted to go ahead and do surgery, so while I was down there went ahead and had surgery, uh which sucked because I think you know that could have been you know I you know I always think back what if you know if I would have been healthy um and kept on building through that year, you know, what could have been, you know, I could have helped in the super regional and maybe we could have won that thing. So that, this is things I think about a lot, you know, that I wish I could have, you know, finished healthy my junior year because, you know, you never know what well, that could have been our Omaha year. Um, but, uh, yep. Yeah, and then, you know, uh, didn't really have much of a choice, had to sign um, because, you know, I couldn't put things up in the air, um, my. To, you know, because I wouldn't have played my uh, this past year. I would have been playing this coming up year, which would have been my fifth year, senior year. Um, and you know, needed to get into professional baseball while I was still 21. Um, and you know, got in there. You know, rehab with the Indians. Uh, rehab went really great. You know, my. Live BP's back. I was back throwing up to 96 again, so it was feeling good. Um, and I shut it down, and then I'm back ramping back up for this year.
0: I actually have a question from one of our viewers, um, longtime Pirate fan, East Carolina alum, Mike Rafter, chimes in saying, um, and Trey, what it's like to go on the road, you know, to UNC Wilmington, Chapel Hill, Raleigh, and Duke, et cetera. And, uh, you know, so many – pirate fans be in attendance and um to kind of own the road atmosphere, be a home away from home game.
1: Yeah, that that is a very cool part about playing for ECU is that it always feels good showing up to another park. You know, I mean Campbell, UNCW, uh UNC. Every time we went on the road, it was always a home game for us because uh the pirate fans always come out um there's pirate fans all around so i mean we had pirate fans down in Ole miss that were from there um they're always around and especially in state games we always own it um you know we play at campbell it's a packed house there and you know people think oh it's just because you know ecu's a popular team so they're bringing out more fans i know it's just we travel well and we have a lot of fans that come out to see us play so um the the my favorite uh memory about that is uh when we played at UNC last year midweek or um in nineteen uh midweek and uh there was I mean they're having purple gold chance and it was the UNC fans had no chance there because we were we just overrid them. Um and uh it was a, it was a home game there. It was no doubt. It was um, you know, there were way more ECU fans than Carolina fans there. And even my um, my roommate with the Indians was uh, Ike Freeman, which was their uh, – he was our shortstop or uh, third baseman. And um, we were talking about that a lot. He was saying, man, I had no idea y'all were going to, you know, take over. It was going to be like a home game for y'all because, you know, we had a ton of fans there. And that's awesome to see because, you know, there, it's very seldom unless you go to some, you know, conference games or down to Ole Miss, Mississippi State, that you're – you have more opposing fans than your fans. But all the in-state games, it's, it's always fun because we travel well and we always have the most fans. So it feels really good to have that support.
0: Yeah, even though I'm originally from Lexington, in the last 10 years I've been living in China Grove, home of Eric Tyler. But, uh, you know, Ike Freeman played at, at East End. So very familiar with Ike. Um, and I, I was at that game that you were talking about in Chapel Hill. I, I remember when Jake Washer – Hit, hit that home run or grand slam to left field and seeing some of those uh, pitchers after the, after the game, you know, of, uh, I guess maybe it was Cooch and Agnos and some of them in the dugout just yeah. frame by frame by frame. As soon as that ball came off the bat, it was pretty funny. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I remember, I remember uh, that was, that was one of the coolest moments was seeing that that ball go out because I think it really shocked Carolina because um i don't remember i don't really remember what we were ranked versus them Do you know that
0: i don't recall exactly but but yes it was a, I say it, was, they were it, was a it was a marquee, uh, marquee matchup for sure i mean you, you know you knew we were going to be in the running for hosting as were they
1: yeah and uh yeah that that was really cool because uh i i want to say they were ranked a spot or two ahead of us i can't really remember but uh we came in and you know hit him right off the bat right in the mouth and um uh that, that was really fun that was uh you know it got close at times and it was very uh a nerve-wracking game but um you know he pulled it out and that was that was a real fun game too
0: yeah the funny thing about that six run inning like you said jumping on him right out of the gates um, it, we really did it with small ball and some miscues, um, where where they weren't able to uh, to handle some of the bunts we laid down, and then yeah. and then boom, Wash hits the no doubter uh, on the grand yeah. slam.
1: Yeah, I can. The only two things about that inning I can remember, I think Lane Hoover bunted and Washer hit a jack. That's the only two things I can remember about that inning. But I remember we put up some, put up some runs real quick.
0: And another memory involving the Tar Heels. Uh, was that that 2018 Sunday game? Um, you know, we won 12 to 1 or something like that. But late in that ball game, once the issue was pretty much decided, um, there was a play down the, the left field line. The Tar Heel, I don't know if it was uh, the left fielder or the shortstop, but he was going to throw the ball and it slipped out of his hands and went into the stand. Uh, Do you remember that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was, yeah, I, I remember that now. Um, that was, that was funny because. It was, uh, you know, I think it got to a point that game we were beating pretty good, and also we had a lot of fans there too. Um, so, you know, it's always cool when you kind of can get in the home team's head with your fans that travel. So, uh, yeah, that that was that was pretty good. That was a fun game too, because um, I remember it was a, you know, it was a rubber match, um, and Hobo was on the mound. He was throwing, he was throwing really well at the time too. You know, me and him really started out hot that year and uh, he came out shut the door on them i think he went seven um and the bats were rolling so yeah that was a good time too that was a real good weekend for us
0: Craig, okay, working in reverse a little bit um while we were on your east carolina career i know in the summer of 18 um just talk about the opportunity you had to go up and pitch in the cape uh, and you were on the same team as brick and also gavin williams with the born brace
1: yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a real fun time. I had a lot of fun in the Cape. Um made a lot of good buddies that I'm still close friends with. Um and got the actually, you know, we played together me, Brick and Gavin. Um and we also lived together. Um so we had a we had a great host family. Um you know, they owned like a uh, a motel, so uh the house was like the uh lobby downstairs in the front and we stayed upstairs in like a big playroom and me, Gavin and Brickhouse all slept in the same room in a big old room together. Um, so that was fun. You know, I got closer with Brickhouse and he ended up being my, one of my roommates, my junior year too. Um, and, uh, you know, Gavin had to leave a little bit early because his arm, uh, I think his arm tightened up or something, but, uh, that was a lot of fun. Got to play against, you know, some of the best players in the country. Uh, I pitched really well there. Um, yeah, that that was a lot of fun. that That was one of my um one of my highlights of my college career was getting to go up there. Um, I think Coach gowan kind of wanted me to stay back and um you know be in the weight room and just making sure I was ready to go for next season. But I'm really glad I got to go up there for the exposure to scouts and um, to face a lot of good hitters and you know play with a lot of good players and you learn little things here and there from those guys and. Um, So that was fun. And, and, you know, the the history of the Cape to play up there, um, you know, it it was really cool.
0: Trey, I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but, I mean, you know, whether it's in college or, um, you know, in the Cape maybe, who is um, maybe the top bat or a couple of the top bats you faced?
1: Um, The top bat I faced was uh, Spencer Torkelson. I got to face him, you know, actually when I faced him – uh, I had I really didn't know who he was. Uh, I got down three one and I put a, a a meatball right down the middle and he hit it about 500 feet. So I didn't know he was going to be the <laughs> number one overall pick in a couple of years, but uh, he took me deep. Um, best arm I saw. Uh, oh, I know who the best arm was. When we our closer was uh, Jacob Wallace from UConn. Um, and he had a really good year there. I think I think he had a zero ERA for most of the time, and he was you know he was throwing gas. I think he was up to ninety eight, um, and he just come in, every time he would come to the game, he would shut the door. Um, so yeah, he he was a good guy. He I got close friends with him too. So when we played UConn, I got to talk to him a little bit, and uh, uh, yeah, he was probably the best arm I saw out there.
0: Obviously the. 2021 season for East Carolina, we hope, is right around the corner. Um, scheduled to play Rhode Island on February 19th. Um, Jason Dietrich, new pitching coach, entering his second season. Have you had the opportunity to get to know him, even though you obviously didn't play for him?
1: Um, I I haven't gotten to know him, gotten to know him that close, but I've I've met him and talked to him a little bit. Um, and my brother, actually, you know, he was there last year, so he got to work with him. And you know, I've only heard good things about Coach Dietrich. Um, from, you know, I talk to Tyler Smith all the time because Tyler Smith was my roommate my freshman year on up. My whole time there, um, you know, they always have good things to say about him and how he's handling their pitching staff and helping them develop. Um, so I think, you know, as it looks right now, their pitching staff is going to be real nasty this year.
0: So uh, hopefully they're they're ready to roll. And, you know, tell us about over these next few weeks, everything and give us the cliff notes version of what you're going to be doing in preparation for the 2021 season. And uh, I know you said you'll be heading out to Arizona, of course. Yeah. So um,
1: I'm waiting to hear for sure if I'm going to go out to Arizona for a week or two um, to throw with those, you know, the coordinators and pitching guys out in Arizona for a couple of weeks, just because they they still haven't seen me off a mound in person. They've just seen it on video since we got sent home um, in March for COVID. Um, but uh, also I think I might end up going down to Florida with uh, Jake Agnes is down there um, at working Cressy's working at Cressy performance down there in Jupiter, Florida. And I might end up going down there to uh, work with the pitching guys just to make sure I'm sharp and ready to go for spring training. But Jake's been, uh, Jake's been blowing my phone up for the past four or five months trying to get me to go live with him down there. Cause I guess he's lonely, but i um, yeah, he wants me to go live with them, so I might I might end up going down there for a month and a half or so just to work with those guys and hang out with Jake a little bit.
0: I know your family really has a, a big uh, background in racing, so if you would, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, talk about that and you know the role that played in addition to baseball being so important to you um, growing up.
1: Yep. So. Uh when i was growing up you know a lot of my memories were around the racetrack uh so my, my grandpa owned a racing team um actually right beside my house right here you know it's probably 100 feet is there the race shop where they build the cars and all that stuff um so started out in the hooters pro cup series which they just raced around the state kind of and i think you went to like florida and georgia a little bit but um yeah, you know, my dad was actually on the pit crew. He was a tire changer, um, and uh, so it was—it was pretty cool just to go over, you know, walk next door and see him working on race cars and stuff. And you know, ended up getting into the NASCAR Truck Series. Um, they raced that. Uh, they raced that a lot, and then they got a few races in the uh, in the Monster Energy Series, or I think it was the uh, it might have been Monster Energy Series or whatever. The the big dogs. Um, they raced Daytona with with them uh, a few times so it's pretty cool uh, it's a pretty cool story my bro my brothers um both you know my twin brothers that both play at wilmington now they um got into it a little bit they started racing um uh they were called the, the bandolero cars which were um uh, almost like go-karts with a body on them and um they would go to races you know throughout the state uh, i think they would go to like charlotte and they would go to rockingham and race there and my my grandpa was really trying to get them into racing um he couldn't get me into it because i was just i just always had a love for baseball and i didn't want to uh do anything else but play baseball but um my brothers were into it for a little bit but then they also fell into baseball a little bit more, and uh, they fell in love with that more than they did racing too. But it's always a cool story to tell um, that you have some some racing in your blood a little bit. But it's um, I enjoy it like going to some races. Now we don't really do as much with um, owning the team. Like my, my grandpa owned the team. We don't race cars out of our team anymore. We do more of our my family business, like sponsors the uh, the cars in the in the uh, Truck Series and the uh, the Monster Energy Series now.
0: Hopefully, you, you'll have a lengthy baseball career in your future for sure. But, um, you know, after you hang up the cleats, um, I know you majored in business management at East Carolina. Do you think in racing or you, you think you want to get in coaching? or What, what, what do you think you want to do?
1: Um, so my, my family owns a tire business um, through North and South Carolina. So uh, that's always my backup plan. But, um, you know, I, I don't know if I could ever, you know, whenever my baseball career ends, I don't know if I could just step away from baseball. So I've thought about coaching, um, you know, obviously coaching or scouting or something because, you know, I love being involved in the game. Um, and I think I have a pretty good eye for talent and how to develop pitchers um, based on what I've been through and the coaching I've had up to this point um so i know that's always a thing in the back of my mind too but hopefully i don't have to think about that for a while and I can keep on playing
0: mike radford chiming in again uh, we were talking about where the pirates and tar heels were ranked in that 2019 midweek matchup uh, we, we were eighth and unc was 12th um so huge uh midweek game that had a lot of uh hosting implications but um, you've been very generous with your time, Trey. Before we let you go, um, I know um, a guy you had the opportunity to get to know um, your, you know, fr- true freshman year in the fall of 2016, Mark Minikazi, former Pirate third baseman, um, PGX Gloves. Um, definitely check out pgxgloves.com. Those guys have been nice enough to partner with us, um, and they are um, certainly sponsoring and, and you know, presenting 23 Jungle Tales, and customized gloves, um, batting gloves, golf gloves, football gloves, swag—you name it. Uh, Mark Minakazi and PGX Gloves can provide it for you, and he actually um, has a, a customized um, pirate line as well. And uh, you know, has his his logo on some purple and gold shirts and um, black shirts. Re- really sharp looking. So you can go to PGXGloves.com and check that out. Um, but Really appreciate your time this afternoon, Trey. Uh, You've been very generous and, you know, spent a lot of time with us. But we'll certainly have our eye on your professional career. And we'd love to have you back on the program sometime down the road. Yeah, for sure.
1: You have me on. It was a lot of fun.
0: Pirate Nation, that is. Former East Carolina right-hander, Trey Benton. You've been listening to 23 Jungle Tales on the Sports Objective, the unofficial podcast of the Pirates. All these interviews and our other content can be seen on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe. The audio can be heard anywhere you listen to our show, including but not limited to Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media on Twitter at Obj. On Instagram at the Sports Objective, like and follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. As always, we appreciate you listening to the show. Go Pirates!